Hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Minis. Bushwhacker, Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Bluepants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a great (laughs) We've had had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. TBT no longer stands for Throwback Thursday. It stands for Turnbuckle Talk. My name is Carl Carafel. I'm joined alongside Chris Best, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. A plethora of choices. Episode number 341. If you're watching us, you can see on the screen a bunch of different companies are on that screen right now, but that is what we are going to be getting to Later on in the show for our show stopper segment, my friend, Chris Best, how you doing? Doing pretty good. I want to give a little programming note to anybody who's listening to us while watching NXT or trying to look for NXT right now. It is not airing on Sportsnet 360 tonight because of the MLB baseball, uh, MLB uh, playoffs. It is on the Sportsnet Now app. There you go, all our Canadian friends looking for NXT. That is where it is. Be sure to find it somehow. I know that you have to pay. It's a subscription service for the Sportsnet now, but it's there uh, if you do want to find it. So you definitely can go and look for it that way. HTM Tech coming in saying, good evening, gentlemen. Good to see you. I know exactly who that is. Very happy to have you here. Thank you so much for popping in. I appreciate it. We have got a bunch of different things to go over tonight. And since we've already given you some programming notes on NXT, let's talk a little bit about NXT in a small detail. Um, We leave the NXT talk to Ed and Astrid doing taking over at 1010 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on our local establishment. But we want to talk just a little bit about Breakout NXT. So the WWE last month announced the return of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament and first round matches are finally set to happen tonight. I'm excited for this because this is Absolutely fantastic for us to be able to showcase more women's professional wrestling. Now, in the first round, we have got uh, Kalani Jordan will take on uh, Izzy Dame. Ariana Grace will wrestle Jakara Jackson. Danny Palmer and Lola Vice will face off. And Carmen... Petrovic will challenge Jada Parker. That's what we have right now in the first round. 
What do you think about the NXT breakout women's tournament, Chris? So in my studies of this women and finding out about the breakout term, this is actually my first year of hearing, hearing about it because okay. I kind of fell out of watching NXT for a while. And I got to say, this tournament is looking very stacked. I'm very excited about the, uh, the future of women's wrestling. More specifically, I'm very excited to see Ariana Grace in the tournament for one thing. She is one right. exciting woman. I love watching her wrestle. I do wish that there were some uh, other women's wrestlers out there that were in this tur- uh, that could have been involved in this tournament. Hollywood Haley J. I really wish she could have been in- invited to be a part of it. Right. So I'm we don't know as of yet Hollywood which now, match. So. <laughs> as of right now, we have no idea which match is actually going to be on tonight's NXT, which is happening right now. So we don't know. Um, but almost all of the names are relatively new when it comes to the industry itself. Yeah. Uh, beginning either in 2022 or 2023 with their careers. The exception to that is Ariana Grace. Got her start several years back before she signed with the WWE in 2022. Jordan yeah. is actually coming off of an appearance for um, NXT's No Mercy pre-show. She lost to Blair Davenport, but she was at least there. And she put now, on a good match against Blair on that show. Right. She had a decent outing on that show. Last year includes some names that, yes, everybody knows today. So that just tells you, you know, even though this is a breakout tournament for these women, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to uh, flounder and be gone from the WWE. Last year, Roxanne Perez won the women's breakout yeah. tournament, defeating uh, Kiana James, Lash Legend, and Tiffany Stratton in the finals. So All three women who are top names in the, on NXT right now. Right. So whether you win or lose, it's not that it's it's a sort of that it's a bad thing to lose this tournament. Definitely yeah. when the tournament gives you some extra perks within the company. Yes, it does. But it doesn't mean that you don't have any uh, uh, spot with the company any longer, clearly, as of last year's. I like how you mentioned Roxanne Perez and said perks of being a uh, NXT star because right now she's in the ring sharing a ring with uh, Becky Lynch and Indy Hartwell and another woman who I can't tell who it is just right offhand. So this is this is what this <laughs> tournament means for the women. I'm sorry, they do quick. They're doing quick cuts, and I can't make it out because I'm focusing on doing the show at the same time. Right? Too, you know? Right? No, totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, this is this is absolutely fantastic for the women. Um, I I love it. I love that we're getting this because we always seem to put a focus and a showcase on the men and what the men can yeah. do and all these different you know battle royals and and tournaments and stuff like that for revolving around the men. Right? We've got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that goes on, and uh, you know we've had. Um, the tag team, the Dusty Tag Team uh, Classic that goes on, and that's, again, revolved around men. But we have the women with their own tournament. I am so thankful for that because these women, these women are professional wrestlers, just like the men. 
and can do the yeah. same thing that the men can do, right? It is yeah, so I'm, good I'm to see. Just looking at this roster of women in the ring right now, and I'm astounded at how many people, just how much talent is standing in that ring right now as I look at the screen, you know? There's a ton of talent within the women's division of NXT. It's it's gorgeous, right? And then we even throw in names like uh, Corey Jade, right? Somebody who may have, you know, kind of taken a little bit of a back burner as in- of late. Yeah. But yeah, Corey still yeah, Corey Jade's one of my name. favorites to watch. So, right, still a household name when it comes to those that watch NXT at least. But then for them to get rubs like from Becky Lynch, who was able to come in and uh, kind of because I mean, yeah, everything kind of really started with you know the four horsewomen of NXT. It's where the big boom happened for women's wrestling inside of NXT and for Becky to to have that NXT Women's Championship right now. Yeah. Right? Like, that just adds another layer of uh, greatness to what is going on. You got any other thoughts on this tournament? Do you have a uh, an, an early prediction on a winner? I'm going to go with Ariana Grace or uh, Jakarta. They just actually showed a vignette of her and and some of the other women in the uh, tournament. And I'm excited just looking at these women. I'm excited about the future of women's wrestling. Right. It can right. only go up from here, uh, guys. That's exactly it. 100%. And I got to say, when exactly they, uh, several years ago, when they introduced the Mae Young Classic, that's where I'm like, okay, we are. We are going to see this change in women's wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, the Mae Young Classic was another one of those amazing things that happened. And, I mean, if you watch at the very beginning, you saw the uh, the shout-outs and one of them coming, the very first one coming from my friend Jazzy, Jazzy Gaber, who uh, was part of the Mae yeah. Young Classic and part of NXT UK for a while as well. Um Great things happen when you get into these little showcase sections, right? And I know that uh, yeah, Jazzy, when she was in the Mae Young Classic, her almost seemingly going off script, It's it, it felt like, where she kind of attacked. But I don't see, I still to this day, she won't tell me if she just did that. Or if that was actually something that was scripted for her to do, she has, she still won't tell me. She's trying to keep so Kayfabe alive, man. <laughs> right, right. So I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be able to find out. I don't know if I'll ever be able to, you know, get her to tell me or not. Um, I hope that one day maybe she does. I think that that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Jazzy was a huge standout from that tournament, and and that's. Just goes to show you. So Jazzy now is back over in Germany where she owns her own wrestling company called Sirius Sports Entertainment. So doing these things and doing what Jazzy did and and becoming that standout 
really showcasing herself outside of the crowd and outside of the norm of what people would expect in these tournaments has done so good for her to get that contract with uh, NXT UK to now creating her own company and having success with it. Yeah, it is still a young company. But I have seen everything that she has been doing online. I mean, like I said, we're friends. We talk. We, uh, you know, I, I, I see everything that she does, and I'm so happy and thankful for her. Um, so you're saying Ariana Grace or Ariana Grace? Um, that's that, that's really on the head of the nail when it comes to, uh, you know, like somebody winning this. I would maybe like to see Jada Parker. I'd be down for her too. To be honest, I'd be down for any one of these women. I want them all to succeed. Oh, yeah. In some form or another. Yeah, definitely I do as well. Um, Carmen as well, I think, maybe another one. So, I mean, Carmen and and Jada are going to be taking each other on. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for me because I, I enjoy the work of both of them that that there is a matchup that I'm looking forward to Jada Parker though. I I think Jada Parker may be going all the way, but that's just me. What what I'm looking (laughs) forward to seeing is some of these lesser known women wrestlers and seeing them become the standout performers that they should, that they want or they should become, you know? Right, that, and that's that exactly what this tournament's for. In the tournament, you know? Yeah. That's exactly what this is for. This is for them to go out there and showcase who they are, what they can do, and especially with a lot of them being as green as they are, you know, a year, year and a half in the business. This is their time. Their time is now. I'm happy for each one of them. This is going to be a great tournament. If you want to hear about the winner of the first round matchup that is going to be happening tonight, again, make sure that you're checking out our friends Ed and Astrid with taking over after this program tonight at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> Eastern time. Yes. You know what? We're already on the topic of women. We're going to continue on the topic of a woman right now, a woman who has been making headlines all over the place, inside and outside the realm of professional wrestling. Yes, we are talking first about this comment. I also think the Cruiserweight Classic is overdue for a comeback. The tournament was excellent. I'd love to see the Cruiserweight Classic come back as well. Um, I think they may have to find a few more to make a really good tournament. Um, We'll have to see. Hopefully it comes back in some way, form, or fashion sometime. What would you make them fight for right now? Because there is no Cruiserweight title anymore. For an opportunity at the U.S. title or an opportunity at the North American Championship. Good enough for me there. <laughs> I'll even push it further and give them a shot at Gunther. 
Yeah, Gunther's a monster. I don't know that I want to see cruiserweights with Gunther. Yeah, but cruiserweights know. and gun monsters versus cruiserweights sometimes works. True, true. Big show, Rey Mysterio. That's got to be the biggest, you know, type of distance that there is from, you know, a cruiserweight to a giant. So, and it worked. Well, it worked. It it worked when Ray took on The Undertaker for the World Heavyweight title several years back. That was a fantastic match. Yep. Oh, yeah, it sure was. <laughs> ah, yes. The New Japan Professional Wrestling Junior Division could get you some amazing cruiserweights. And, yeah, it is stacked with amazing talent over there. You could even you could even We're take talent about, from uh, oh, yeah. AAA and CMLL as well. You could, but then I think it would be a lot more um, of the high fly, flippy dippy type yeah. of type, which of is which is okay for cruiserweight. But I think I would like to see a little bit of uh, you know ground competition going on as well instead of a lot of high fly when it comes to the cruiserweights because there were cruiserweights before yeah we mentioned this person's name on this show just because of his contributions to professional wrestling but take a look at like chris benoit or you take a look at like dean malenko yeah yeah they didn't have to be high flyers like you see in you know cmll or triple a they were able to take their ground game and make it work. Even Chris Jericho with Winters away. Right. Right. Chris Jericho is not a name that anybody would think of as high flyer. <laughs> right. Nope, Just incredible. Another one. Yeah. Right. Like nobody would think of Just Incredible as a high flyer. But he was almost in that cruiserweight type of, you know. All the Montoya he did for do the Hall some. of Fame. <laughs> Damn right. Aldo Montoya for the Hall of Fame. Everybody. And, and here's the thing. When he trending. was the Aldo Montoya character, he actually did fly around the ring a lot. <laughs> yeah, he did. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Minoru Suzuki. Give him that match. Seven days a week, 365 yes. days a year. 1,000% yes on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zach Sabre Jr. is beautiful inside that ring. One of the best. Still upset that WWE did not sign him after the uh, Cruiserweight Classic when he was in it. Right. I mean, it's it, yeah, it's a missed opportunity, but a lot of companies have those once in a while. Unfortunately, you can't hire everyone. Zack Sabre Jr., while he's amazing inside of that ring, sometimes lacks a little bit of that uh, personality, that um, real shine of, hey, look at me, that entertainer, right? Zack Sabre Jr. isn't a lot of entertainment. Zack Sabre Jr. is a lot of professional wrestler being entertaining in the ring. That yeah. makes sense. Speaking of amazing in the ring, this lady has been showcased absolutely 
everywhere right now. And we think we may know where Jade Cargill is going to be going. Last week, it was announced that she officially has signed with the WWE and that she was at the Performance Center. And again, back this week at the Performance Center, the news was covered on both SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. Word going around right now, according to PW Insider Elite, is that Jade is currently expected to become part of the Monday Night Raw brand. Now, this was even solidified a little bit further by a X thread that she sent out. I don't even know what to call them anymore. A, an X post um, where she says, so fans, who should be my first victim with a hashtag WWE raw. Now she follows those. She followed those tweets with a couple more afterwards too. <laughs> do you have them? I have them right here in my hand. Go ahead. She give, fo- give, them, give them to me. She follows up with, because you all know Jade Cargill is big, big on charity. Hashtag WWE Raw. And then she ends it with, just standing next to me is a blessing. So let me help you out, my first victim. Hashtag WWE Raw. She's being a little bit uh, cryptic here with her tweets. <laughs> she definitely is. Maybe not cryptic enough, though. I think it would have been a little bit more cryptic had she included both Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in her hashtags, which would have us talking even more about where is she actually going to end up. It sounds to me she's cryptic in who she wants to target, though. Hmm. Right, right. So now she is also slated to be in attendance for Fastlane. But just in attendance, mm-hmm. not getting involved at all with anything right now. Uh, they've been hinting hard that she's basically going to be a storm from the X-Men kind of character. Yeah, I totally get that. I definitely see that where they have been, um, you know, hinting at that. I would be okay with that as well. I think that she could definitely play that off. She already has the name Jade Cargill. She has that star power coming from AEW to the WWE. But that's all we have right now. Jade hashtagging off on her. She's also been flashing off on Twitter, like some of the flashy outfits that she wears. And Storm really isn't known for wearing flashy outfits in the comics. So, however, she does look like she should play Storm in the movies. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) Oh, yes, I agree with that. If there is ever another X Men series that happens jade cargill would be perfect for that 
Yeah. So that's all. That's really all we have on yeah. Jade right now. And I, uh, where the one going? thing I'm really hoping for is that they're, it, the hype they're giving her is starting to feel a little like when they were hyping Gable Stevenson. And I just hope she does not fall flat on her face like Gable did. I really hope that that she's taking this as seriously as she should be taking it. Right, right, and yeah, with with Gable Stevenson or Stevenson or whatever his name is, I, he hasn't even been on my TV enough for me to even remember his name. Um, coming into a company, the way that he did. The way that he was announced, everything, it was always so, so fucking fantastic and good, as it always is. Yeah. But then for him to go, oh, but wait, I got to go and do this first. And then come back and then be like, oh, wait, but I got this. Like, dude, do you, do you even really want to be here? Do you want to be part of the WWE? Do you want to be in that competition? Do you? I really began to question his loyalty after the second time he left to go do another tournament. <laughs> right? Like, how, how, how much more? How many more times is this going to happen before um, the WWE just finally says, we, we can't do this anymore, we give up? And he's only, he's only had the one match against Baron Corbin a couple months back, and Corbin, let's face it, Car Corbin carried that match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely did. I don't know what's going on here. I'm clicking my mouse. There we go. It finally popped up. Bobby! Bobby good to see you. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. I appreciate the support that we're getting from you, Bobby, uh, from you know our family with our local establishment. I, I greatly, greatly appreciate you coming in and uh, leaving us a little, uh, little message there. I... I Love you, and I thank you so much for that. It's great. Something that uh, I don't find to be too great is something that Edge has done. Now, I love that Edge, or sorry, Adam, has gone to AEW. I am perfectly okay with that. I don't know what is going on. There we go with StreamYard tonight, but it is. Uh, it's being weird. Tonight. Not liking my button clicks. Yeah. And trust me, I'm, I'm not clicking anything. This, so. There we go. This next banner up. Jeez. Edge files with the board. Now, I am okay with him going to AEW. 100%. Him and, 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 you know, Jay going over there, um, you know, Christian, for those of you, yeah. um, you know, being able to have a good time, I think is absolutely great. But there are a few things that he filed. Uh, Bobby says, not a problem. I'm usually lurking in the background one way or the other. Yep, yeah, I definitely is. know you are. And uh, you're going to talk about how he paraded on the ramp. While guys were being beat down. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I'm not even going to talk about. Although, I think that that was okay. I'm all right with that. Let them do it. Let them do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, the heels watched a two-minute video, waited, and then allowed him to come in the ring and hand Edge a chair on top of it all. It 
it was executed very poorly. I have seen, I haven't seen it, didn't see it um, as it happened, and I haven't watched the, from, the full from, match, a produc- from a production but, standpoint, it looked pretty awful. It did from, from just what I saw. I saw his debut, right? Like, yeah, the beatdown happening, the lights go out in classic Tony Khan style. Edge comes out, does his thing, comes down. Yes. Yes, that that video though I think was done really really good. Yeah. I did I did like the face to face that we got between Edge and Christian standing in the ring, looking like they were gonna hug and reunite or whatever, and then we see Edge do the turn. Right, but it's very classic for that to happen. Yeah, so I I was okay with it because it's it's nostalgia. It happens. Yeah, like that's typically the way that it happens right what i was more or less marking out more for was seeing edge and sting sharing a ring together they never got to share Uh, a ring together right (laughs) sorry i needed a drink of my non-sponsored dr pepper hashtag dr pepper sponsor carl carafel and bobby is right here he Edge is the perfect person to fill the spot that Phil left behind. Right? 100% it is. 100%. But as he says, you know, for those that are listening on audio form only, Bobby says, and you have a top guy who could fill the CM Punk spot now involved with mid-card talent. Yes. Unfortunately, Yes. That's the way that it seems to be for now. But that's not even what I'm even upset about. Edge has filed several trademarks the day of his debut with Wrestle Dream or Adam. Adam Copeland. I guess we have to start calling him that because WWE still owns the rights to the Edge name. You know, 25 years in, it's going to be a little bit difficult. Right. But the trademarks that were filed were for Legend. L-E-D-G-E-N-D. Legend. Because Edge, right? E-D-G-E-N-D. Yep, I was going to say emphasis on the Edge in there. Yep. The Iconoclast... Which sounds like a finisher. It sounds like a vehicle name, too. Right? Yeah. The Rogue and Cope. C-O-P-E. Just Cope. I'm having a hard time coping with these trademarks that were filed. Because right now, they mean absolutely nothing. And I wish that maybe they were presented a little bit before learning that they were filed for trademarks. Yeah. You know what I mean? But here's the thing with edge. He's, he's always a little bit cryptic and likes to lead fans the other way on what he's doing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 He definitely, definitely does. Um, I think that that's great too. I love that. I love that of him. Right. You know what? You got a very good point there. 
um, it's surprising that the WWE didn't retain the rights to the rated R superstar part of his character. Yes, they let that lapse. And I'm so glad that he's using that as his nickname, the rated R superstar Adam Copeland. That makes that right. That rolls right off the tongue right there for a name. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. It does. It's great. It is great. And I'm surprised as well that they did that. Um, but they let it go. They let it lapse. There's a few other things that they've uh, let lapse over the last little while as well. But uh, maybe we'll save that for another day when uh, when we can gather them all together and uh, check them out. What do you think about these trademarks and hearing about them now before we know anything about them or have even heard them on AEW programming? And what do you think they even mean? It's got me so confused but intrigued at the same time because I've been intrigued since Sunday when he when Edge Adam Copeland showed up on AEW. Was I disappointed that he showed up there? Yes, a little bit because Oh really? Yeah, oh. because I'm a huge fan of Edge. I don't get to watch AEW as much and being that he, when he was on WWE TV, I got to see him more there, you know. Right. Very interesting. But I'm also I'm disappointed yet excited because he's going to be there to put over to help put up put over the new talent, the younger guys that are there. That's that was his goal in WWE to begin with, so. Right. Right. And and this this is going to allow him to do what he wanted to do. That was one of the big things about um, you know, leaving the WWE. Um he says, you know, he himself said in a in a four-part uh tweet um that, you know, they just kind of they outgrew each other and that yeah. what he wanted was very different from what they were giving him. So yeah, he wanted he wanted more dates on this contract. WWE wasn't going to give them to him. He wanted some championship matches. WWE didn't want to give that to him either. Those right. were some of the things that were meant that uh, were brought up. Yeah, at least they didn't call him a yeah. synonym like side rim or fringe or something silly like that. Yeah, but again, I do like that they carried the rated R superstar. Or he took that name with him. Yeah. No, I'm definitely happy about that. And it is interesting to note when Adam Copeland worked on the independent scene many, 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 many moons ago, he used a name that there has not been a trademark filed for Sexton Hardcastle. I'm I'm so glad he didn't choose that name. I'm, just... I'm surprised that he had he didn't trademark that because I mean okay so you've got you've got like Dalton Castle yeah right Dalton Castle has done you know work underneath a different name inside of Ring of Honor working as both right yeah, I was I was gonna say he could have trademarked the name for. Uh merchandise rights like t-shirts figures something like that you know <laughs> definitely could have so now okay to get a little bit into the 
legalities of things. So the trademarks filed on October 1st are for entertainment in the nature of wrestling contents, entertainment services, namely wrestling exhibits and performances by a pro wrestler and entertainer, uh, entertainment services, live appearances by a pro wrestler and sports entertainer, um, personal appearances by a wrestler entertainer, uh, television appearance by a wrestler entertainer, providing wrestling news and information via a global computer network, providing online interviews featuring a professional wrestler and sports entertainment personality in the field of professional wrestling and sports entertainment for entertainment purposes. So it, it, it really is just blanketed over with, you know, Mm -hmm. for performance and for use by a professional wrestler or for entertainment services, like personal appearances, So all of these, as I had thought, maybe, um, maybe, maybe one of those, those things there, what was it now? Um, I got to look again. The iconoclast. That's what it was. Yeah. I guess it's not going to be the name of a finisher. Because this trademark says nothing about moves in yeah, a so professional it, wrestling it, contest. It could be a nickname that he's going to try out at some point. Same with uh, Legend as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting to note as well that the trademark for Edge and Christian was not filed. The trademark for Edge and Christian combined was abandoned by the WWE back in 2003. Yeah, that's that's why Edge and Christian were able to do their podcast afterwards. Yep. <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle versus Dalton Castle. Book it. <laughs> right? Like it works. I'm it trying works. to remember what his name was when when he was in WCW. Oh, I can't remember. He was there for like a cup of coffee as a jobber. I know that. (laughs) Yeah, I cannot remember. We talked a lot about one guy doing trademarks on a name. That that's wow. Damon Stryker. That was his name in WCW. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. Never would, never, never, never would have, never would have well, known. He only had like three or four matches before he left. So, for those watching on video, I know that I'm kind of looking up this way a little bit, but that's where my second screen is now. So it's a little further up, and I'm just making sure that I am catching everything that we are talking about here, especially when it comes to this next topic. Oh my goodness. Dude, there has been war for so long within different companies when it comes to talent, and it still continues today. We still have the free agent war that is happening right now. (laughs) 
that would have been my 29th guess, right, Joe? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So there's a, a war happening between two companies with the possibility of an inclusion of a third company for a man whose contract has come up with pro wrestling Noah and could be headed to technically one of three companies that being AEW, the WWE and maybe new Japan professional wrestling. Uh, we're talking about Nakajima. Katsuhiko Nakajima. Now I know for a lot of you, you're going to be going, I don't even know who that is. If you don't know, go back and watch some Noah and you will be entertained by this man. Right? <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Type into your Google boxes. N-A-K-A-J-I-M-A. You'll be able to find it that way. And then put wrestler afterwards, just in case. We seem to have a lot of news revolving around stuff like this, where there is free agents and companies that are vying for these people, especially nowadays when it comes to everything that happens with uh, social media, right? Um, yeah. What do you think about all of this? I am very excited to see where he ends up. I'm also, there's several other free agents out there that I'm excited to see where they end up. One, Sammy Callahan is, comes to mind as well. Mm -hmm. um, but this Nakajima signing, I'm very excited, or uh, free agency, I'm excited to see I want to see him come to North America. I know that if he goes to New Japan, that's kind of uh, turning your back on uh, your brand loyalty in Japan. That's right. that's how they work for pro wrestling over there. So, yeah. So to yeah. see him come to North America, I'd like to see him possibly in the WWE because I know WWE and pro wrestling Noah have had working relationships in the past. So I'm kind of I'm very intrigued. At the same time, do I if he goes to AEW, that's sort of also turning your back on your brand as well because of AEW's relationship with New Japan. Right. As well. And I wouldn't mind him going to MLW either because MLW, once again, they've also worked with Noah in the past as well. MJF is a guy that needs to go on an excursion to Japan. His promo work make him public enemy number one over there. There's a guy that could be a free agent that could make real noise over there. There's a possibility that 2024, we may get something like that from MJF. He's being very cryptic and hush-hush himself when it comes to what he is doing with contracts and AEW. Now, I, I want to just kind of We've talked about Tony Khan and how he uh, can sometimes run his mouth. We've talked about this on other programs, other, oh, other yeah. episodes that we've done. At the Wrestle Dream Media Scrum, this is what he had to say. 
He said that he has interest in Nakajima, and he thinks that Nakajima has got interest in AEW. Now that he is finishing up with Noah, his contract has already expired, but he's doing a few more matches this month, and nobody in Japan knows where he's going. Tony Khan says, I've got friends in Japan who have speculated the WWE. New Japan as well, very high in the speculation. When Tony was actually asked, he said that uh, they were very interested too. He says, you know, so it said that it's suspected that it's going to be one of those three there. When he was leaving, it was pretty much going to be one of those uh, three places because where else would he be leaving to? Says, I don't think at all that he fits with the WWE. He's a great worker. It reminds me too much of when Kenta went and there was a disaster. He was there for years. He got all messed up because he knew if he worked the way he worked in Japan with the hard kicking and everything that uh, the very physical style, he knew that everybody would say that he was being too stiff and it wouldn't go over very well. So he lightened up his style and tried to work American. What I'm getting from this is that that's the end of the quote that I can see here. So, uh, you know, thank you F4WOnline.com and uh, Wrestle News Co. for the transcript and, uh, uh, you know, giving that to us for us to be able to bring to everyone else as well. It sounds like he wants Nakajima there and in a capacity to be able to work as a New Japan professional wrestler or as a Japanese wrestler. But how many other people does he have on the roster on the paycheck that can work that way? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I really am. I'm trying Crickets. to think. I mean, uh, I want to say Shibata, but Shibata's New Japan anyway, so... Right. And... Uh, going back to last week talking about contradictions i mean yeah hideo tommy kenta had a lot of trouble adjusting to working over here but uh asuka nakamura eosky they didn't have any troubles adjusting nope they have not they have not so that to me sounds like a piss poor excuse right that's just my thought on it, on that. And that was just me kind of throwing it out there saying, you know what? Like, yes, Tony, Tony says that he wants him, you know, allow him to work in the Japanese style. But for me, I'm going, who does he have to actually work that style with in AEW? Yeah, that's I, I'm trying to find a rack my brain and try to figure it out, but I can't think of anybody. Maybe Jericho would be the closest bet, but Jericho's only had a handful of matches in Japan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Omega, be, actually. Yeah, I was going to say Omega and the Bucks, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It'll be interesting to see anyways. We know that, uh, you know, for the rest of this month at least... Um, Nakajima has 
matches. He's got, you know, dates set for him. It'd be interesting to see where he goes. And if he goes to the WWE, if he does go to the WWE, he can go through the Performance Center for a couple of months and learn the American style, just like Nakamura did, just like Oscar did, just like Io Sky did, just like... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of her name now. She just She's leaving stardom. What's her name? My brain's drawing a blank here. Yeah, Help on yeah. chat. Kyrie Kyrie Sane. Ah, uh, yes. She had to, she did the same thing. So yeah, I don't she, think it really would be much for him to adjust to the American style. Maybe for Kyrie someone unpopular Ocho. opinion here. Um you know saying that uh, MJF would probably not work well in the WWE, um you know worries that uh, he wouldn't be willing to do the character work that they want him to do there which would be uh, definitely changing his character and i i think that if uh you know somebody like mjf were to go to the wwe they'd have to keep him who he is don't change that because if you do you're gonna have revolt from the fans and and if you've got somebody like hunter who is watching all of the product in pro wrestling he would know how to handle mjf right I think he would. I think he definitely would. Because Hunter himself has admitted he doesn't just watch WWE; he watches all the other pro, all the other wrestling out that's out there. Yep, he does. Yeah, he has said it. So before we get to our showstopper segment, we've kind of touched on it a little bit here right now, um, with you know what we're going to be talking about with our showstopper. But I want to get to just this quick piece of news that was essentially spoiled, I guess you could say, by the USA Network. So Brian Pillman Jr. has signed with the WWE. He is the latest pro wrestling prodigy to make the jump. He's following in the footsteps of like Jade Cargill. And he's an eagle-eyed member of the WWE universe um he's been there you know a little bit before you know the little appearance mm-hmm. that if you blinked you missed it right from no mercy in september yeah not many people caught it some did right but brian pillman jr uh, uh you know i uh, first class professional wrestler right whose dad was in the wwe and yes i know you know comments are saying hopefully he'll do his own gimmick and not just try to copy his dad's character he really hasn't as of yet yes he's used the name brian pillman jr because that's who he is Mm. but he's really done good for himself to not be his father and not be that character that his father was. But this promo video is showing through, a lot of what his dad did. I know that's, that's what's scaring me, right? He did. He has allowed a little bit of daddy, right? Because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Right. Right. Like, if my dad were Brian Pillman jr. And I got into the business, I would be like, yeah, you damn right. Because I'm, I'm 
my father's child. So I'm going to have a few of those characteristics. I'm going to be my own person, damn right. But I'm going to have a few of his characteristics, which yeah. I'm okay with, as long as it's not a full-fledged copy of the Brian Pillman character. Yeah, I don't want to see him coming out doing a Hollywood Blondes thing. Maybe as a tribute at some point, he could do it. Or I don't want to see him do the loose cannon thing. Of, I just... kind of did do a little bit of that. Yeah. Right? But I kind of liked him as a member of the Varsity Blondes in AEW. And it just seems like to me, based off that character he did in AEW, he would be a perfect fit for Chase U. Right. Hey, that's a fantastic idea. Why not? Or if they shoot him to the main roster, put him with Alpha Academy. That'd be fun, too. Yes, it would be. Joe's saying it's too bad that Davey Boy Jr., Davey Boy Smith Jr. won't be there with him. That yeah. would have made for a, a beautiful collaboration of, uh, you know, families and, and coming together. And, uh, you know, the next generation. Oh, oh. <laughs> That would have been great. So, yes, it is. It has been put out there that uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is part of the WWE. Yeah, and I'm super excited to watch him because I loved watching him on, a on AEW when I had the chance to watch AEW. So, Oh, me too. Me too. I am definitely good with that, and I am happy for him. And uh, I think it's absolutely fantastic that we're getting, you know, these these stars that are going to be there that are following in the footsteps of their parents and allowing us that as well. I think that that is great. Before we hit our showstopper segment, I do want to make sure that we talk about our good friends with Rogue Energy. That is right, RogueEnergy.com. You can find yourself some amazing energy drinks over there. No sugar, non-GMO, vegan-friendly, great flavors, shaker cups galore for you as well. Amazing products. Go and check them out at RogueEnergy.com. Use the promo code OLEPODS and get 10% off your order every single time that you make a purchase over there. And yes, there is a little bit of a kickback that comes to our local establishment for that. And we always take those proceeds and put them back into the contents that we give to you. Check out RogueEnergy.com, promo code OLEPODS. And since we're already in the sponsorship type of role right now, I want you guys to hear a little bit from my good friend, Al Snow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. 
the wrestling brand. And as you see, week in, week out, I am wearing my collar and elbow branded ball cap. Ball caps are not available on the website anymore, but they have some amazing t-shirts that are over there. Go and check them out, collarandelbowbrand.com. Or if you're on any of the Turnbuckle Talk socials, there is a link right there for you as well with our own personal link that lets them know that we sent you while you're making your purchase, use the promo code JK Podcast for 10% off each and every time. And just like that, you can help support the show just by buying yourself something from colorandelbowbrand.com. I just got to say, every time I hear that ad and I hear Lord Alfred's uh, voice <laughs> saying promotional consideration, just hits me in the nostalgia area. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and that that wasn't al snow that did that i did that i created that little part to add in to the beginning of everything uh yes it's al snow talking and yes that is a promo that he um you know allowed us to use here with turnbuckle talk but i took it a little bit of a step further and uh you know kind of added our own little twist in there with lord alfred hayes and yes i'm very proud to say that turnbuckle talk is the first collar and elbow branded sponsored podcast going back to the very beginning days of collar and elbow brand. I still have a bunch of collar and elbow merch. You guys should go and check it out and pick something up for yourself too and save when you use that promo code. Now it's time. I don't even have a video for this anymore. I'm going to have to recreate a new video. If we're bringing back our showstopper segment, I'm going to have to create another video for that so that we can play a little video to bring everybody into it. But we are going to be talking about a plethora of choices. And yes, we've kind of covered that a little bit here already um, as we were talking about some of the free agents that are out there and going to be coming out there as well. It is a good time to be a professional wrestler and a great time to be a fan of professional wrestling as well, considering the amount of companies that are out there and available for us to see all of these different stars. Now, I know that a lot of people are kind of like, no, I'm very loyal to this company and that's it. And to you, I say, great. I love that. I love that you have a loyalty to a company that is fantastic. Please keep that loyalty to that company that you adore. But take a little bit of a step further and just take a look at some of the different companies that are there. And you know what? Like, there's even companies that I failed to even put onto that graphic, like Impact Wrestling. But on OVW that graphic, right now. <laughs> hey, what? OVW right now, they're they're right? looking good, right? <laughs> OVW as well. The graphic shows NXT, 
AEW, the NWA, MLW, the WWE, and Ring of Honor. Now, I know people are going to give me some flack for this. Yes. Okay, yes. ROH is technically owned by Tony Khan, which owns AEW. I get that. NXT is owned by the WWE. Yes, I get that. But they seem to be their own separate entities as well. Yeah. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about having, um, you know, the option to be able to have all of these different companies that are available? I am loving it because something just popped into my head and I'm going to give a little shout out to Bobby Munson again for, uh, and Chris Parrish for several months ago with the Alex Kane interview. I, it just popped in my head thinking about the releases and Shelton Benjamin is on the list of releases. Alex Kane of MLW had said his dream match is Shelton Benjamin. So now with Shelton Benjamin not being a part mm-hmm. of the WWE, MLW can sign him up, pick him up, and we get that match. This Dude. is what I like about the amount of pro wrestling that we get is that we get to discuss all these dream matches when wrestlers get released and they go to certain companies. I love it. Oh, and speaking of Chris Parrish, (laughs) there he is coming in with a comment saying, Hey boys, Chris, thank you so much for coming in and uh, leaving us a comment and helping to support what we are doing here. I greatly appreciate that. Another uh, person who has come in to support turnbuckle talk from our local establishment yeah i'm really thankful that uh you know you and you know just bobby is still here as well you and bobby have decided to support what we are doing here on our local establishment and i thank you for that support bomae is for the people oh yeah yeah yep (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, Parrish. Uh, Chris was just saying that, you know, you guys, um, you know, kind of going back a little bit back and forth and talking about, you know, different people who have been let go and, and you know, having different people on shows and stuff like that and how things have come about so that now, you know, we could get. Um, Alex Kane and Shelton yes. Benjamin. Yes. Because of my question a few months ago of who Alex Kane's dream match is. And then all of a sudden you were there, Parrish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yes, I appreciate oh, everyone that, who does come by. Thank you so har- much. This kind of harkens back to the Monday Night Wars when like wrestlers would come and go from each company. And we'd be like, oh, I want to see Chris Jericho take on this guy. Or when Big Show came to the WWE, we wanted him to take on The Undertaker or something like that. You know? Right. Just the, the amount of discussion that we had as teens just thinking about what our dream matches were and now that discussion is at the forefront again right yeah you know what i can believe that i can believe that aew performers are strongly pushing to sign uh, shelton benjamin and if if you are a performer and you are not going to the head of that company going dude shelton freaking benjamin sign him yep Rethink yourself, maybe. 
because you want Shelton Benjamin on your roster. I don't care how big or how small you are. I don't care if it's a one-time appearance that even happens. Shelton Benjamin is going to be the name that you want on the poster for your company. Yeah. Yeah. He is... He he's gonna be a fantastic get. Same with Dolph Ziggler as well. Like uh, it, this, in if retrospect, he decides. Last, uh, yeah, a, a couple weeks ago I was bummed out about all these releases, but now thinking about the possible avenues that all these wrestlers can explore now, it's got me excited now. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Me too. There is so much that is out there, and I absolutely love it. And I wanted to make sure that we spoke about it once again with everyone here so that they know that there is a plethora of professional wrestling that is out there and available for them to watch. So if the company you're watching that you're loyal to is maybe giving you a little bit of disappointment then even just go to YouTube and you can find MLW there. You can find some OVW stuff. You can find uh, so many different companies that are out there. Yes, hashtag plethora. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Bobby again, but Prairie Pro Wrestling's got a, got uh, matches that out there. Fantastic right? matches too, actually. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. There's so much out there. Open your mind and allow yourself to expand on your professional wrestling viewership. I think you will be pleasantly I mean, surprised. I mean, if you, if you, if you younger fans take a look at it this way, when Carl and I grew up, we only had WCW or WWF and whatever local yeah. Indies were coming through and which wasn't much at the time. So if we wanted to get our, our wrestling fix for wrestling news outside of those two companies, we had to go to pro wrestling illustrated to get our wrestling news. We had to wait for the magazine to come out. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. We predate ECW. Yeah. Just saying and ECW, we predate we ECW. Predate ECW. <laughs> Right. We didn't have ECW here in Canada till about 2000 when they were about to shut down. So, yeah. Yeah. So there you, the 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 wrestling fans of today have so much available to them and so much great content that is available. You even spoke about OVW. OVW right now on Netflix just had this series that went on and uh <laughs> Bobby saying even he predates ECW and um, get off my lawn. <laughs> Parish saying boomers. Oh, we had a, oh, we had AWA for a cup of coffee on TSN right. in the early nineties right. as well. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. And and I mean, we, we had companies that would come through once in a while. It wasn't very often. We had the yeah. WWE or the WWF back then that came through for, for two years, I yeah, think it was. Two shows. I was at both of yeah. them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we here in our city really didn't get very much for professional wrestling. And it was whatever we could find on tapes that were traded with us or sent yeah. to us and in magazines. And that's why literally, like as a child, I pretty much taped every show that I watched. 
so mm-hmm. that if I needed a wrestling fix and wrestling wasn't on, I had one of my tapes to watch. <laughs> I did too. My I had a basement. When I moved out as an adult, I had a basement that was like wall to wall with just VHS tapes that I had recorded for <laughs> pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it was for both. I had at one point two VCRs with two televisions going so that I could tape both WWF and WCW. It was it was a wild time. I still have all my tapes. <laughs> I don't. I don't. They all uh, really started to, to to wear and break down, and then some of them got some water damage from being out in the garage, and it was just eh, time to time to get rid of them. I stored all my tapes in Rubbermaid containers, so they're good. <laughs> I'm very no, happy and thankful. Oh yeah, go ahead. That's just. It's just. I can't get over how exciting. Uh, it is to be a wrestling fan nowadays yeah. with the amount of wrestling I can watch, you know, it is so true. It is so true. And if you need a quick fix, you can always come back and check us out here with our local establishment or on turnbuckle studios to get some professional wrestling talk. It is always available there for you. Turnbuckle talk is available in all of the episodes Now, mind you, some of them are not in video formats, but all of the episodes are available for you on YouTube at Turnbuckle Studios. We are found as well on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, uh, TuneIn Radio. We are all over the place when it comes to the audio format of this show And uh, thank you to Podbean for that. They have been absolutely wonderful and fantastic for us. Um, Thank you so much. And then, uh, you know, we got to give a shout out to our local establishment for allowing us to use this StreamYard account to bring you all of this as well. Stitcher, but I don't even know her, right? Ah, yes. And just a couple more quick shout outs here as well. We just want to make sure that we are talking about our friends over at realwrestling.net. News and views by real fans. Yes, Turnbuckle Talk is even showcased over there. I got to get a hold of Nathan. I have, uh, um, I checked my Facebook Messenger because that's how he he and I communicate uh, over at Real Wrestling. And messages have not been getting through to him for some reason. So I'm going to see if I can get a hold of him. I know that he's not, we're not blocked or anything like that. I think it's just a messenger issue that is happening. I've been having it with a few other people as well. Um, yeah, there's there's been times where you've messaged me and I wouldn't see the message for a couple of hours. So, Right. So I don't know what is going on, but um, I know that he always puts up the shows for us. So I gotta, I'm going to try to resend them and talk with him and, and make sure that things are okay. I know they are. He loves having us over there with Real Wrestling. Thank you to RealWrestling.net for showcasing us and allowing Turnbuckle Talk to be international. And we even have a store. If you guys want your own Turnbuckle Talk shirt, or merchandise from the Raw Watch Along, Paramindful, an F the Remsburg shirt, Carl Carafel on boxes. There is a number of different items that are over there and available. If you guys would 
like some merchandise from Turnbuckle Studios and the shows that are on here, then make sure you're checking out carlcarafel.redbubble.com because they even have Beats and Beatdowns merchandise. And yes, Beats and Beatdowns is making a comeback. We are coming back with season three very, very soon for you, as well as a new episode of Got the Pod Life coming out very soon as well. Chris, where can the people find you? All right, you guys can find me youtube.com at chrisamage83, twitch tv, cbrs underscore entertainment, threads.net, cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, tiktok.com, and cbrs.entertainment. You can find me here with this man right beside me at on Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern for the Raw Watch Along. Totally looking forward to next week's Raw after what a fantastic Raw we had last night. Um, you can also find me here at 805 Eastern with uh Carl again for the turnbuckle talk. Bobby is letting us know that this Friday is going to be Got the Pod Life coming out. Bobby and I record Got the Pod Life and we do beats and beatdowns as well. And we had a little bit of a communication error, um, on probably my end. Uh, we're gonna get together hopefully tomorrow. And maybe record a couple of episodes of Beats and Beatdowns for everyone to get those started rolling as well. But this Friday is going to be Got the Pod Life. Looking forward to Beats and Beatdowns. I've been meaning to check out past episodes of that. <laughs> they're all available on Turnbuckle Studios' YouTube page. And they're even in their own entire collection. They are available there for you. I'll be sure to pop them on tonight when I go to do my uh, PC gaming later on tonight. So, And if you're unsure of where to find Turnbuckle Studios and anything having to do with myself, Carl Carafel, make sure you check out my link tree. All one simple, easy website for you to go to that gives you absolutely all of the links. That is linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L. K-A-R-U-F-E-L. And yes, we even have included in there our PayPal account. So if you do feel so inclined and want to support us in a monetary fashion, everything does go back into the programming. I was just able to update my studio lighting here because of all of you. Thank you so much for the donations and for the support that you have been giving to this program and for allowing us to do these little updates as well. For Chris Best, for myself, Carl Carafel, this has been another edition of Turn a Buckle Talk. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>